The Vermont Conversation with David Goodman is brought to you by Vermont Businesses for Social Responsibility and by Vermont Student Assistance Corporation, Green Mountain Power, Concept 2, Norwich Solar Technologies, The Alchemist Brewery, Let's Grow Kids, UVM Medical Center, and nearly 700 business members of Vermont Businesses for Social Responsibility who believe that sustainable business practices value people, planet, and profit. Welcome back to the Vermont Conversation. We're going to spend this half hour talking about music for a cause. Turn Music is a local group of professional musicians that offers a new type of concert experience that often involves going out and playing in, well, venues that are not exactly typical. For an example of that will come this weekend when this group of professional, primarily classical musicians, heads over to Zen Barn in Waterbury, Uh, to perform on behalf of the American Civil Liberties Union, which they are are doing a benefit for. We're going to spend this half hour talking with Turn Music founder and conductor Ann Decker. This is our conversation. Ann Decker, welcome to the Vermont Conversation. Thank you for having me, David. Let's start by talking about the concerts that you have coming up this week, uh, which are a fundraiser for the American Civil Liberties Union of Vermont. Tell us about what's happening. Um, Turn Music is uh, really thrilled to welcome Daniel Bernard Rumain to Waterbury and to Burlington on Saturday. And DBR, as I will refer to him from now on, um, he is a composer. So we're playing some music that he has written, two pieces. And he is a violinist. He is well known for his electronic violin chops and his use of pedals and um, some distortion. Um, So he is playing his violin with us on one of the pieces that he wrote. And um, so that... That's really exciting for us, in addition to the music making and performing that DBR is involved with. He is very much um, working as an activist to um, raise up um, fellow black Americans and their work, um, musicians and children. His his work, he's reaching out to um, all demographics and populations and... Um, Spreading, spreading his love of music and story. This is this collaboration to work with the ACLU of Vermont. How did that come about, and why did you end up with ACLU? Mm-hmm. Um, so last season, we were invited. Turn Music was invited to be on a series of concerts curated by Matthew Evan Taylor of Middlebury College, and this series was called New Century, New Voices. And this series exposed the music of minority and women composers. And I'm finding, as a person focusing on modern or new works, people. Uh, composers that are living that it's so the repertoire that's being produced is so rich full of stories um, and meaning that is relevant to our to our lives today and so fast forward to being able to work with DBR who already is doing a lot of work as an activist um, I So I was really inspired by his 24-hour protest. So DBR was in 
Vermont a couple of months ago, and on Church Street, he did a 24-hour protest. And he um, was protesting unfair immigration practices. And so just watching him and and seeing his risk-taking and his bravery and his direct the direct um, message that he was sharing was inspiring to me. And I decided that um, I would design this program as a little protest of my own. And so that is um, uh, all of the music writers involved in this program are African-American or Haitian-American. And um, so in a way, I'm protesting the lack of... uh, black Americans on classical music concerts. And um, so that, so then I um, just thought about what organizations um, could I, I'm basically doing an in-kind sponsorship for this organization. And, and so I, I, I thought, well, ACLU came right to mind. And so I, um, I gave them a call and they were, excited to hear from me about this opportunity. In fact, they have a smart justice campaign going on right now that is to um, work for more fair practices in our um, criminal justice system. And a shout out to Maroney Minter, who actually is leading that smart justice campaign. So the connection there couldn't have been better. Um, But I guess going back to your original question, through that New Century, New Voices collaboration last season, I've just, I've been better at recognizing my own privilege and the the platform that I'm working so hard to create and that I can share that platform and take some action. Tell me about the music and the composers who are going to be featured this Friday. Mm-hmm. So the very first piece on the program is called Dig It, and it is by Trevor Weston. And it is uh, uh, Parliament funk, straight up. Um, There's jazz harmonies. Um, It's very, it's actually quite a noodly piece. There's a lot going on. Um, It's electric guitar and bass, um, clarinet, cello, drum kit, and marimba. So really wonderful colors that come together. And uh, it's a really grooving piece of music, actually. Um, Very much inspired by Trevor Weston's love of funk music. Um, Also, Valerie Coleman is on the program. And she, notable about Valerie is that um, she actually was the first African-American woman to be performed by the Philadelphia Orchestra just earlier this year. Um, So she has an exciting career going on right now. She's a flute player um, with a well-known quintet named Imani Wins. And um, she wrote a piece that has really been teaching me. And I'm excited to share it with our community and teach others and at least expose others. So it's um, uh, Freedmen of the Five Civilized Tribes is the name of the piece. And I had never heard of what Freedmen referred to or was. And um, I'll just quick say what a little bit of what I know is that um, these the Freedmen are... Um, 
slaves who were taken in by um, Native American tribes um, around the time of emancipation and welcomed into their tribe and became one of the tribe. And unfortunately, they've struggled to keep the, um, oh, what's the right word, but like the, the privileges of being part of a tribe in modern day. So being recognized for being part of that tribe. Unfortunately, our country hasn't made it so easy for them to be still given all the the rights, grants, and permissions that came along. Um, but anyway, I had never heard of the term. And to, so Valerie's piece is a really beautiful um, exchange between the African-American sensibility and Native American sounds. It opens up with a beautiful Native American flute sound um, in the solo. So... Just a moving, you know, piece to just teach us a little more, bring a little more perspective um, about our world and our country. Um, and then we have two pieces by DBR, and uh, really, uh, I'll say that they're they're fast moving. He's really like um, energetic, a lot of fast notes, fast tempos, and then he'll have sort of a prayer moment or a solemn sort of stillness that moves almost becoming a little bit, um, (coughs) gospel in nature in a way. Um, and I, I'll add this one specific Thing, um, for listeners out there who might be thinking about coming to the concert, there um, is what DBR calls a moment in the violin concerto that he's going to perform with us. And it's a time in the piece that has n- music only if someone wants to offer something up. It's a time available for a poem. It's a time available for dance, for a statement. And I am, I've been talking with DBR and I'd like to open it up to anyone who's at the concert. If people are interested in sharing um, something, uh, maybe it's a quote tied to, you know, we're thinking a lot about MLK this month, um, but rights of African Americans or oppressed peoples um, or, or, or not, Mm -hmm. but it's a moment for um, what I would like is that the, um, the audience can participate. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Vermont Conversation. We're talking in this half hour with musician Ann Decker. She is the music director of Turn Music. She's also a music teacher at U32 High School and wears a number of other musical hats in the community. Um, Ann, say a little bit about uh, Turn Music. Well, we should just... Uh, finish with for people who want to attend this concert when and where mm-hmm. so uh, after the snowstorm is gone the concert will be, hap- be happening Friday night at Zen Barn at 8 o'clock p.m. Okay. and it's um, it's suggested donation 10 to 20 dollars is a suggested <laughs> but it is a donation and um, please uh, come as you are and there's another concert in Burlington you said Yes, we have a concert that is um, about 10 tickets away from being sold out, I'm excited to say, um, at the Flynn Space on Saturday night, 8 o'clock p.m. 
So turn music, the fact that it is selling out in Burlington, uh, would suggest that it already has a following. Uh, talk about what it is and its history. We're in our fifth season, and turn music is uh, a project that I put together because I love celebrating people who write music. I don't actually write music. A lot of people might wonder, sometimes I get questions, you know, how do you write the music? And they think I'm the composer. And I'm not the composer. I am a producer. I am sometimes a conductor. I am sometimes a musician in turn music. But I have such a reverence for people that create music. And so this is my way of getting involved with those people and getting to talk to them and showcasing their important work um, because I believe in it. And it's an opportunity for for me to make music at a professional level with some of the most amazing musicians in our state. Um, Many of the musicians, in fact, live right in our neighborhood. Um, I have Jeremy Hills playing bass this time, and he is just outrageously, he's doing such a great job. He lives in Waterbury. Um, Dan Liptak, Chris Rivers, both um, teach in our district, live in Duxbury. I'm sorry, Moortown. Matt LaRocca um, lives in Duxbury. Stephanie Wigan has performed with us. She's not on this program. So it was a way for me to really bring in um, some of my favorite musicians. I've got Mary Rowell, who comes down from Craftsbury. Um, and she's she's a legend um, in the contemporary music world, um, especially. And uh, so it's been a great way for me to make music at a really high level. I learn from these musicians every time we get together. It's inspiring. And I'll just say for people interested in coming, many of the musicians are music educators in our community. Um, Jeremy Hill, music educator at Moortown at uh, Elementary School. The others, as you mentioned, at Crossett Brook and Harwood. So uh, your kids might recognize their teachers up on the stage. Um, So I mentioned before you wear many musical hats in the community. Um, You are also the director of Music in the Alley in Waterbury. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that and the way that you have built community through music. Well, um, so... Whitney and I, Whitney Aldridge and I of Axel's Gallery, um, we're big fans for each other. And um, when she approached me about an idea of putting music in that alley, um, it was no question for me. And it's another aspect of turn music that I really enjoyed. And um, so I start turn music presents the music and I curate it. And that has been an opportunity for me to bring in even more musicians that I admire um, to create a series. And um, so I would say, along with Whitney, um, we've really enjoyed um, partnering with Blackback, serving food and, you know, ice cream. There's ice cream truck. And um, so it's- well, I, I should explain for people who haven't experienced music in the alley. I've been lucky enough to experience it. This is literally an alleyway 
next WDEV and Axel's Frame Shop, wedged between a bar, Blackback, and an art shop, uh, and WDEV, that has been cleaned up. And you have concerts in there, and it is packed, and craft beer and food is served. It is quite a scene. On a Friday night in Waterbury, you're lucky it is standing room only. <laughs> it, it's a joy. I mean, uh, again, I'll, I'll say with Whitney and so many of my other, um, especially visual artist friends, that, you know, there's a lot of art going on in Waterbury, and I am thrilled to bring more musical arts uh, to Waterbury. And I, and I like to think that um, people will visit our restaurants and then come to a show. It's, um, I, you know, I think part of, you know, turn music, I live in Waterbury, so that's part of why um, I associate turn music with Waterbury. But also, um, I am committed to bringing music to our community um i look at our music education programs in our district they're outrageous such high quality teachers such high quality musicians graduating from our schools participating in our ensembles and i just know that um their parents or the students themselves um i want them to also have a musical outlet to experience um in our community. They don't have to drive to Burlington. They don't even have to drive to New York City. They can just go downtown. So I think for many people, uh, certainly when I grew up, when I w- would go to classical music concerts, they would be in concert halls mm-hmm. and you'd be seated in rows facing a stage. You have been uh, almost shunned these traditional settings. I know Turn Music has played at the Green Mountain Club and this Friday it'll play at Zen Barn. Why have you ventured forth into these unconventional spaces to play music? I, my, these concerts are for everybody. And I'm, I guess I'm trying to eliminate as many barriers or walls that could potentially, uh, you know, literally or just figuratively be up for a person to come and experience something new. The The thing about offering new music concerts is no one's probably ever heard the music before. And that's a huge risk. We tend to want to go to see music concerts where we know the pieces. For classical music, no wonder so many concerts are Mozart, Beethoven, um, that that perpetuates itself. Um, so I, I have to create an experience. Well, first of all, I have to build trust. And so people are starting to trust me and they're starting to return to the concerts and, um, hopefully they're continuing to bring their friends. So more people come, but, um, creating an atmosphere, you know, I guess, yeah, an atmosphere that's as welcoming and not intimidating, and it's not about the space as much as just about being a a, a low stakes um, place for people to come and see something new, take a risk on themselves. One of your other hats, you are the conductor of the Montpelier Chamber Orchestra, a longtime institution in our community, um, and you teach kids. 
during the day, your day job at U32 as a music teacher. What is the different, the change you have to make as you go from teaching, uh, say, high school student musicians to adult amateur musicians in something like the Montpelier Chamber Orchestra? Well, I... Well, I would say with turn music, you know, folks want to get down to work. (laughs) So there might be a little less, um, uh, I don't know, chatting with that group. But, But I will tell you, David, the more... Especially, you know, I've been doing turn music for five years, and I would say I have been so fortunate that the professional development I receive as a teacher in my school, working on inclusivity and um, restorative practices and listening techniques, um, thinking about uh, things bigger than the music itself. All of those things are benefiting my work with every single group. So I actually, I find they're, they're merging much more now than they ever have in my career. Um, and maybe that's so I can be, maybe so it's sustainable for me, but that's okay. Um, the, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing my values to the surface in all of those places. And so that's helping me to um, connect with the different uh, populations, I guess. So as you are going about breaking boundaries musically and otherwise uh, with turn music, What's your dream? What is the boundary-breaking, genre-busting dream you would have for where you can go with turn music? Oh, my goodness. I know businesses are supposed to have, like, five-year plans and such, and (laughs) I'm going to admit that I don't really have one. Um, I love living here. I love – I moved to Vermont – um, in 1999 to work with the Vermont Youth Orchestra and I thought, well, I might be here for a few years. I came to Vermont Sight and Scene and I fell in love with this place. I have my family here and I I want to... I think I'm a music educator really at my core and what's happening is that the music education isn't just for kids in a public school. The music education is for our communities. And so that's a connection I made recently that is tying this together. Um, I, I'm so excited that people are going to come out and take a risk and listen to something new and, you know, look at, look at Dan Liptak playing a million miles a minute in tune and on his instrument. I mean, it's, he's like a professional athlete, but it's music and it can make you feel something. And so I, I want people to join me. I want to hang out with people. I want people to come hang out and watch these amazing performers and listen to this amazing music. And I don't, I don't have lofty goals Beyond that, I'm not trying to, you know, 
I'm not trying to go anywhere. When you leave this interview, what kind of music will you put on in your car? Oh, wow. Well, I do really... Uh, in my car, when I left for, the, for this interview, Hits 1 radio was on. Now, I need to tell you I have a 9-inch, 12-year-old. I want to make sure everyone knows that my 9 and my 12-year-old will be at the turn... They go to every turn music show, so I do encourage you to bring children. It's incredibly relevant for these kids. But... So hits one, so little Ed Sheeran. That was it, that was on in my car, and what I'm realizing is that um, when I'm in my car by myself, I have to remember to just turn the music off. Honestly, um, I I I have noticed that <coughs> the silence is really beneficial. So I'm sorry to sort of hijack your question. That's not maybe that exciting, but. I'm going to try to drive home and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, just before we close, remind us of the details of your upcoming concerts this weekend. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, Friday night will be at the Zen Barn. Um, I know dinner will be happening. Dinner service will be happening there. Doors um, will be starting to seat people at 730. Um, Eight o'clock is the show. And uh, the show will run, I don't know, maybe about an hour and a half. And then we have a couple of other artists. Um, again, I'm just offering the platform. Um, we'll have a couple artists uh, called Jaguar Stereo. It's more um, improv and poetry that will be sort of later in the night if you want to stay or come late. And then on Saturday night, the same thing, same program happens at the Flynn Space in Burlington. And these are fundraisers for the ACLU of Vermont. Well, Ann Decker, I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Vermont Conversation. Thank you for having me. That does it for this week's Vermont Conversation. You can hear this and all shows at vermontconversation.com anytime. And tune in next Wednesday at 1 for another Vermont Conversation. I'm David Goodman. Thanks so much for listening. The Vermont Conversation with David Goodman. This special feature from Vermont Businesses for Social Responsibility is underwritten in part by Vermont Student Assistance Corporation. VSAC helps students of all ages save, plan, and pay for college and career training with education and career planning services, need-based grants, scholarships, low-cost education loans, and Vermont's official 529 college savings plan. Norwich Solar Technologies, providing complete clean energy services to Vermont schools, towns, nonprofits, and businesses. Green Mountain Power, delivering clean, cost effective, and highly reliable power to customers and offering cutting edge products and services to reduce costs and carbon. The Alchemist Brewery of Waterbury and Stowe, proud B Corp, using the power of business to support a clean environment and economic opportunity for all. UVM Medical Center, Burlington, Vermont, the heart and science of medicine. Let's Grow Kids, a statewide campaign about the need for more high-quality, affordable child care in Vermont to better support our children, families, communities, and economy. Concept 2, designers and manufacturers of Concept 2 rowing oars, indoor rower, ski erg, and bike erg, and proud to support nonprofit groups such as the Green Mountain Club and nearly 700 business members of Vermont Businesses for Social Responsibility who believe that sustainable business practices value people, planet, and profit. <laughs>